Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Francesco Pavone and I'm your host. And today me and you are going to talk about how to eat healthy during Christmas. I know many of you are struggling to keep progressing with their fitness goals, whether it's to lose weight, maintain weight, or gain weight over the Christmas time. And this can create anxiety. And this is the goal of this show, to ease off that anxiety so that you can enjoy Christmas regardless of your nutritional goal. Right, so let's get to it. Long further ado, let's get to it. All right, so how to eat healthy during Christmas. Before we start, I really recommend that you go and listen to episode 62, uh, where we talk about the lazy man's guide to body recomposition. I received many interesting feedback about it. So listen to the full show and uh, let me know what's uh, what's crystal clear like what's one thing that you learned uh, after uh, that episode and uh, today's episode it's all about christmas and uh, the festivities uh, and in particular how to eat uh, healthy during the festivities like i was wondering about this topic uh, on the weekend because uh, uh, my girlfriend leah uh, she invited over a few friends uh, and we were talking about uh, uh, making biscuits uh, so we spent like the afternoon uh, uh, preparing biscuits. So we made some biscuits with just butter and flour and other biscuits were like more uh, like without butter and like with uh, without eggs actually with a lot of sugar and like other things like walnuts uh, and cinnamon and it was really tasty. So of course uh, clearly it was like uh, a lot of calories too. Um, so I was wondering like uh, how do people manage uh, Christmas and how can we manage Christmas so that we, if we are uh, in a fat loss phase, so we're trying to currently lose body fat, uh, we keep progressing, um, we enjoy Christmas. Uh, if we are trying to build muscle, that we keep progressing through Christmas. And if our goal instead is to just uh, feel healthy, that we feel even more healthy during Christmas. Now, there are a few things uh, that... Uh, uh, people will say when it's uh, when it comes to eating and the festivities uh, and like following usually people who follow a plan and get into Christmas uh, they want to follow the same plan without any changes uh, to their uh, current strategy and that can create confusion and stress uh, and anxiety so my goal with this podcast is to ease uh, your anxiety so that regardless of your fitness goal you can make it like a memorable time because we know that for deep health we need to connect with our family we need to connect with other people we need to really enjoy the meal as a social occasion so there are many um, considerations in this podcast which i hope that will give you enough perspective uh, to make uh, christmas uh, and the festivities in general like uh, if you don't celebrate christmas uh, that that's fine uh, but i'm sure that during that time uh, like across uh, uh, say end of December uh, and start of January, like people usually gather and uh, they have a meal, cook uh, something like more tasty, usually like that everyone likes. Uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm from Italy and my grandmother used to make uh, cappelletti for uh, Christmas. So it was really nice. And of course, like there were other uh, things uh, like the lamb or uh, maybe we would make like tagliatelle with like a wild boar. So there was a lot of wild game. Um, maybe my father would make a rabbit, which is a typical uh, um, recipe in Liguria, where I'm from. So, like, it's clearly, like, uh, not easy to, like, eat uh, whole and minimally processed 
it's definitely not easy to eat uh, lean. It's definitely not easy to get enough protein for Christmas. Doesn't mean that it's impossible. So um, the first thing is uh, like how to eat healthy at, like during Christmas. Like my answer, it's really like you don't. Because uh, the reality is that Christmas shouldn't be about like uh, just your fitness goal and your health goals. And uh, um, Christmas should be more about like uh, spending time with the family, spending time with other people, spending uh, time like catching up with people that we haven't seen for ages. Um, also, like Christmas is an important uh, part of many cultures, not all. Um, so like for some people, it's really like it has also a um, religious impact uh, and like therefore it's important to like uh, participate to the meal as much as the others. So we can't really say, oh, I'm not going to have the dessert um, unless like we want to have uh, one of our uncle look at us like in a bad way. But, you know, it's not just about that. Um, really, like if we look at Christmas um, from the longer term perspective, it's really like one day or like say that it's even like a period of time. Say that is a week, say that is two weeks. It's two weeks in a year. So if potentially we follow like uh, an approach, a certain nutritional strategy or a particular training program for the rest of the time, we might just be very good by, you know, just enjoying Christmas and making mindful and mature choices. So that's what we're going to talk about pretty much in this podcast. And also, I want you to know that there is a guide, a free guide that I put together. It's called the Holiday Survival Kit. And you can download it by simply going in the show notes and uh, just click on the link, uh, you can leave your email and you'll re receive the guide straight in your inbox. Now in the guide, I will share with you like particular skills that you can choose from. Um, there are also like considerations depending on the goal and uh, you can go through the guide. It's nice. Uh, it's a nice read to have during the Christmas festivities and it can really add the toolbox to your personal arsenal. So. Um, yeah, it, it can add tools to your personal toolbox. And um, so I really like um, I recommend that you go in the show notes, uh, check it out, uh, click on the link, leave your email and share the guide. Now, what uh, do we do is um, if we want to uh, go at Christmas, participate to Christmas, uh, but we don't want to be counting calories on that day. Well, there are different things that you can do, but of course, every time that we observe like the things that we can do, like the first question that I have uh, when people like give specific recommendation on what to do at Christmas, uh, it's like, uh, what, like what to do for what? Like, should I follow this, this simple like step-by-step -step guide and then just apply those step-by-step -step blindly regardless of my goal? Well, it depends, but in clearly, like if you're trying to lose weight, if you are at maintenance or if you are in uh, trying to build muscle and strength uh, and you try to do that by uh, applying an energy surplus, eating in an energy surplus, uh, well, those things will require different strategies, right? I'm sure you can agree with me that uh, if you just sign up to a program the week uh, before Christmas uh, and you made good progress, uh, it's okay to be frustrated by having to interrupt that, okay? That's why it's uh, never a good time uh, to, in my opinion, to start uh, uh, a nutritional strategy too close uh, to a period where we have like uh, a disruption of our routines. Now, Christmas, uh, it's a great time of the year, but it's definitely like uh, 
a time of the year where people move less on, on average, where people eat more and people eat more of processed food in general. So potentially, like some, I, I don't agree with the people who say, don't worry, just go through Christmas. It's only two weeks. Uh, you'll be fine. Because I work with people who potentially in two weeks uh, could gain a lot of weight uh, by just eating and not like eating all day and not moving much. So I wouldn't say that that's an applicable and advisable strategy strategy to just uh, you know follow your, your intuition because depending on your uh, current nutritional uh, awareness and nutritional knowledge is uh, you might make a mess, right? It might become really a stressful situation where the downside of uh, eating more processed food and like seeing the weight increasing and maybe not feeling great, not feeling full of energy might really impede uh, your ability to enjoy Christmas. So I want you to know that uh, if you are trying to lose weight or if you're trying to gain weight uh, or if you're trying to maintain weight, so like... Uh, whatever it is your uh, nutritional goal, like it's important to make this decision. And that's step number one. Uh, I, I mean, if you've been listening to me for, uh, for a while, you probably know that I like step-by-step -step strategies, um, but I like also to give them context. So I like, like to uh, share with you like who they're good for and like how to use those step-by-step -step guides. So first step is to actually like uh, decide what to do for Christmas. Now, I would then have been able to um, do my last cut last summer uh, if I didn't have this approach. Now, just uh, as a little uh, background story, I, uh, this summer, I last summer, I was doing like five weeks uh, calorie deficit. So quite aggressive. My idea was just like robbing a bank, you know, just uh, doing a quick cut, uh, very, very short, maximum five weeks, and then go back to my building phase. Now, during that time, I happen to be in Italy, and I usually live in Austria. So when I go to Italy, I go and see my parents, and my parents are happy to cook more and more of the food that is like close to our tradition, so really good food. I remember that this summer I was at lunch with my mom, and I made the decision before going to Italy. I said, okay, I'll be in Italy for a total period of uh, one month and two weeks, the first two weeks, I will still finish my cut. And since I did already three weeks uh, in Austria, it won't be a problem to think that I will have to do a cut just for two weeks uh, in Italy. But clearly that will uh, um, impact my decisions and my food decisions. So whenever like someone offer me, you know, a fried artichoke or uh, a second portion of tiramisu or even the first portion of tiramisu for these two weeks, uh, it was not a challenge for me to say no, because um, in my mind, I had a goal, right? And the goal was the photo shoot. So I had booked a photo shoot and that really helped me to go through those first two weeks. Don't get me wrong. It was really challenging to be exposed to that processed food and delicious food. But it was okay for me because I had a meaningful goal on the other side. Now, also, the other most important thing to consider is that after the cut was finished, I really enjoyed like the food in moderation, but I really like had no restrictions in my mind and um, I was able to enjoy it. So I don't, you don't need to go through Christmas and like be super restrictive and just eat protein and like exercise in the morning and fast the days before and then like uh, try to burn the calories after, after Christmas because uh, that, uh, you know, might uh, add the stress and might, as we said earlier, might not allow you to enjoy Christmas fully. Now, on the other side, 
if you feel like doing some of those things um, because you feel good, like say that you have a gym in your building and you want to get a nice workout in the morning. I see no problem in that. And I actually um, recommend that you do that. Uh, most uh, gyms are closed on the 25th. But if you have some dumbbells and you want to squeeze a 15, 20 minutes workout when everyone is still sleeping, why not? If outside is snowing and you feel like going for a walk with your partner or alone or with your someone in your family, why not? Um, if... Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm talking about like a very powerful uh, strategy. So let's say that you have uh, um, decided that uh, you are going to try to lose weight. Okay. Um, and uh, say that during Christmas, you know that there is potential for eating more because uh, you are exposed to more processed food. Like one of the strategies that you can do is uh, that you can use is to just start eating from the protein or the most protein based meal on the buffet. Okay. So um, if uh, you are in a family where you eat in a buffet and you can start from like filling your plate from, uh, um, you know, a stew, a chicken stew or beef stew, uh, or maybe there is some sort of goulash. That's, that's something that we like to eat here in Austria and Hungary. And it's more like a beef uh, stew. Um, and probably you have some sort of, ch um, you know, lamb chop, or maybe like there is a vegetarian dish uh, with uh, a lot of protein, a lot of veggies. Uh, so just focus on uh, the things that have more protein, more vegetables, uh, because they are the one which have the more, uh, the most potential for uh, making you feel full. Okay. For satiety. So by feeling full, uh, indirectly feeling more full, you will end up eating less because you will feel less tempted to eat uh, more of the carbohydrates and fat-rich food. On the other side, when you start eating like the lasagna or you start eating like the garlic bread, uh, it takes more time for the signal of satiety to kick in. So basically, you might realize that you're actually full hours later after you finished eating. Okay, or maybe like uh, you finish eating and like you're okay, you fancy like more dessert and you have like... A, two, three desserts, uh, and then like after an hour, you feel really bad, okay? There is no necessity to do that, okay? Don't feel forced to eat a lot, okay? You don't have to. Now, there is, uh, again, like you don't have uh, either to start uh, eating your meal from uh, a protein or a vegetables-rich rich, uh, uh, meal, because uh, if your goal is to maintain or to gain weight, you actually, that would actually play against you because perhaps like you feel too full and you end up like not eating enough. Now, the people who have this problem are very few. Okay. So they're usually like the people who really struggle to gain weight, but there are some people out there. So I don't want to assume that we are all working to lose weight because I'm not going to go through Christmas, for example, trying to losing weight. So for me, it's really like, uh, I don't want to as well make the advice of saying, uh, you know, everyone should uh, try to maintain their weight during Christmas because uh, I think for some people, uh, celebrating Christmas, uh, it's not such a big deal, okay? So, you know, some people, they just have a, like a normal meal, like with some uh, roast beef or pork and then some vegetables and some potatoes and that's it, maybe like a cake. So not such a big deal. So it really depends by what uh, you guys are eating for Christmas. And uh, I'm curious about it. Uh, you know, like uh, I uh, share my uh, Christmas lunch and I love to know what you usually eat. Uh, Sometimes, you know, it's just a matter of controlling the second portion and controlling like how much uh, of a portion you get. So how big uh, the portion you get uh, um, 
during that meal, that's the second strategy. So control your portion size. So a good amount for a normal meal, and this is in the context of someone who is healthy and moderately active. So going to the gym three times a week or working out at home three times a week. And that's a job where he's mostly seated, but um, he does an average like quite a lot of steps around the house, say between 6,000 and 8,000 on average, so moderately active. And uh, yeah, assuming that you eat four times a day, if you're a man and you, we use like a, a visual hand size portioning tool, so we actually measure the tool, we talk about it like a few times in this podcast, um, we use the size of our hands to kind of gather an understanding of uh, the composition of our uh, diet and our uh, meals. So say, take one meal and I want you to imagine like you have a plate in front of you, okay? So we are going to put uh, two portions of protein of the size of your palm, okay? So look at your palm, take like a chicken steak or like a beef steak, the size of your palm, put two in your plate and that would be your portion of protein. Now take a hand cup of carbohydrate and uh, this is in regards to cooked carbohydrates. And we're going to put two of those. Take one or two thumbs uh, of fat. Okay, so the size of your thumbs. So if you use like a, a spoon of olive oil, that pretty much would be one portion of fat. And then we're going to use the, our uh, fist to gather, uh, like to, to, to have an idea of how many vegetables uh, we should eat. So we use uh, two feast of vegetables per meal and this is if you're a if you're a man if you're a woman just cut it by half um, so you have one palm of protein one hand cup of carbohydrate one thumb of fat one feast of veggie now clearly if you are a bigger individual you need a little bit more okay so you might need even two or three but that's depending on your goal if uh, you are a smaller individual you might need less so even if, if i said that before two portions of protein, two portions for men. Um, you know, consider that if you are really small and short and you don't have a lot of muscle, you probably need like closer to uh, the women recommendation. So uh, less uh, overall protein and carbs. Keep in mind that this is a very good tool because uh, every portion is highly individual. So you measure your protein to the side, comparing the size of your hand. So this is a strategy that you can apply to Christmas because you can have an idea of how many portion of carbohydrates uh, um, you're having. Now, just to talk some numbers, uh, I'm 181 and I'm 95 kilos. Okay, and at the moment I'm eating over 20 hand cup of carbohydrates a day, in particular 22. So if I go to Christmas and I have just a protein shake for, for breakfast, right? And I don't know about you, but like Italian Christmas lunch can last from 12 o'clock to like five o'clock. Okay. I was, I was shocked because one day I was invited for a, a Christmas lunch from a Sicilian friend of mine. And like, I started to make my way back home at think it was around nine and he, nine in the evening so he invited us uh, at 11 in the morning and at nine in the evening after playing and like having two meals actually um yeah i was making my way home and uh, yeah th my friend got uh, slightly offended because he was expecting us to stay overnight like to stay even past midnight right so yeah it can take uh, ages but yeah um you know if i have a protein shake that doesn't mean uh, 
that uh, you know, I'm fasting, I have to fast to kind of afford that meal. I think you shouldn't have any rules and very strict rules when it comes to eating. I think with food in the context, in a particular context, uh, with food with other people, uh, and uh, really like uh, eating, it's a biopsychosocial phenomenon. So it's a result of many things. It's a result of our psychology, our biology, and our society, so our community, the people we are eating with. Now, that's why we will all struggle in different uh, ways at Christmas because, uh, you know, for, uh, for someone whose culture doesn't, you know, include uh, eating a lot of, uh, you know, comple complexity or like a lot of, um, you know, uh, elaborate uh, meals, uh, you know, it might be just fine because, uh, hey, at their meal, they're having just a, a roast beef uh, and some veggies and, and some baked potatoes. So... Should you really like start skipping breakfast and like, uh, um, you know, apply different rules? No, it's just a normal meal, right? So, hey, if uh, um, I'm sure that you'll find this episode uh, interesting, if actually eating Christmas, you expect like at Christmas to eat a lot of processed food, a lot of uh, um, fat, a lot of calories, and you are afraid that you're worrying. And this is the most important part. Like, even if you like you switch off, like you really eat the whole day, you can't fail at this, okay? It won't, there is no necessity to worry. And in fact, worry will make things even worse because uh, you're stressing out. On one side, you are not enjoying the meal because you're worrying. And on the other side, even if you are worrying, you might still overeat. So imagine if you are worrying and then the day after you are even heavier. Okay, so you didn't enjoy Christmas and you're actually like uh, uh, far away from your fitness goal in this context, if uh, you were trying to lose weight and you're heavier, or imagine if you were trying to gain weight over Christmas and the day after you're one kilo lighter, right? It wouldn't be nice. So in both scenarios, whether we match our expectation for Christmas, whether we just go over the expectation or whether we kind of under... Um, um, or whether if uh, like we underachieve our expectation, so under... Uh, uh, calm our expectation well in any case there is no need to worry okay so how can we remove the anxiety well the the anxiety and the worries come from the ambiguity so remember step number one make the decision have that conversation in your mind about what's a good way to to deal christmas to deal with christmas and i recommend that you don't try to find one strict way because the reality is that christmas will be a collection of uh, different moments different experiences different energies uh, it might be really unpredictable christmas and there is, like we don't need to to make it like a, a perfect strategic plan sometimes the most enjoyable plans are the most sustainable and the most flexible so I want you to think about uh, what would be a slightly better outcome for me for Christmas and what would be a slightly worse outcome. Now, to produce those outcomes, we need to focus on our behaviors. So when it comes to Christmas, what's your usual challenge? What's your uh, usual difficulties? Is it about the portions? Is, is it about like your aunt offering like uh, endless uh, servings of uh, cake? Is it more like uh, the availability of processed food and like... Uh, you worry because perhaps like you don't know what to do. Well, the ambiguity is the worst thing for anxiety. Okay, so like when you don't know what to do, ah, that, that's where it, like the problem arises. So have that conversation. So whether you decide to look at your calories, whether you don't, 
um, you know, just keep in mind that you are in control and that you already like are ahead of many other people by having that conversation in your mind. Now, um, the right choice for uh, what to do, as we said, is context dependent. So every goal defi- requires different diet strategies. So your uh, the right strategy for you will be highly dependent on uh, your uh, current goals and uh, your past. So if you've been dieting for months, even if it's just two months and you lost a bunch of kilo, uh, like let's say that you lost uh, five kilos in the last two months or in the last month, I had a client uh, who recently joined the team Pavone who lost five kilos in four weeks. So he's doing great. And we had this conversation about like how to handle Christmas and uh, Christmas with his parents. Uh, Now, funny enough, uh, his mom is on a diet too. And uh, I recommend that uh, he made uh, meals uh, that uh, start from his diet moms, uh, but that also like uh, touch on uh, his culture. Okay, so the meals that uh, him and his moms usually enjoy. Okay, so can you make a slightly better version of a meal that you usually make? So I'm talking about like using a slightly lower fat mozzarella in, uh, in a lasagna. I'm talking about, for example, think about this. You make a lasagna with ragu. Okay, is it really, really different? Uh, and I'm here I'm challenging some very established uh, uh, beliefs in the Italian uh, tradition, but uh, is it really like uh, important to use like, for example, 200 milliliters of olive oil when we make the ragu sauce, or is it okay to use two tablespoons? Is it really necessary to use the higher fat uh, meat, um, or is it possible to do it uh, with a 5% uh, fat meat okay is it really like important and would someone recognize uh, in the context of a buffet well most of the time they off like most often than not the answer is no and we can make like those uh, trade-off the other thing to consider is uh, if you are participating to a buffet hey you can bring a slightly healthier version so you might make like a risotto mushroom you might make like a beans chili and it would be a good it might be a good moment to kind of uh, share with you with your parents with your family like the things that you enjoy okay so this is something that you eat on a normal basis perhaps not everyone like it but um, you know maybe it makes you feel better right so um, I would explore those, okay? You don't have to come with the chicken breast, the broccoli. Absolutely not. Don't be that weirdo. Don't be that person. Now, um, try to bring something that everyone enjoys. Because as we said, the most important thing about Christmas is to enjoy the family and enjoy like the social uh, aspect of it. Now, the uh, other thing, as we said, is to consider your nutritional goal. So, yeah. If you want to have some more uh, specific like skills to practice, uh, go and download that guide. I think it will be really, really helpful. Consider that you can't really fail at this game and uh, use like other internal strategies uh, rather than focusing on like a particular portion of carbohydrates or protein. Uh, yes, protein, carbohydrates and fat, they all count towards your energy intake at the end of the day. So by trying to control those, you might just, you know, control like the overall energy intake for that day. Cool. But it also might require a lot of effort, which you might not have on Christmas, right? So make sure that you have as well, that you consider as well some internal cues like eat slowly and mindfully. Super underrated, like uh, it can really take time for the signal of satiety and hunger to kick in when you eat more processed food. So since you are eating more processed food, 
take it easy, okay? Slow down, slow down, take a break, go for a walk, allow yourself uh, to get um, a breath of fresh air, okay? Uh, allow yourself to take a 15 minutes break from the meal. There is uh, no rush and the reality is by taking it easy and slowly, you'll end up eating less, which might be favorable for your fitness goal and nutrition goal, okay? So keep in mind that your nutritional strategy is really important and really dependent for, for on your goal, okay? And um, yeah, also like uh, the uh, one of the last things to consider is actually defining a criteria for good or bad. As I was saying earlier, you need to have that conversation and decide uh, how do I want to deal with Christmas and what are slightly better and slightly worse outcome and what are slightly better behavior and slightly worse behavior? So if I'm trying to say, you know, I'm trying to build muscle and get in good shape and I want to enjoy Christmas, but I don't want to like having to do, you know, two, three weeks of diet in the first weeks of January to kind of trim off the fat that I gain over Christmas. So I might say that a slightly better outcome if uh, is uh, if I you know keep gaining weight at the same rate that I was gaining before and a slightly worse outcome is that I lose weight definitely or as well as slightly worse outcome is uh, that I gain five kilos on those two weeks okay so what would be a slightly better behavior well a slightly better behavior would be to go for a one hour walk before the Christmas lunch that would keep my metabolism nice and active uh, um, and, and elevated. Uh, my energy expenditure for the day is slightly elevated. So it's kind of buying yourself a little bit more calories for that day and uh, would make me in a better mood to make better decision. Slightly worse outcome would be to not only have a double portion at each meal, but also like to spend two weeks uh, uh, very, very lethargic on the couch. That would be a slightly worse behavior. And I need to have that conversation because some days I might be very good and some days over Christmas I might be slightly worse. But, you know, when I have that this conversation, I can kind of uh, um, reduce the anxiety because I don't need to worry. And I don't need to worry that, uh, you know, I'm making actually the best, the best decision for myself. There is no need to think that, uh, like, because you don't know what to do, Okay, you shouldn't do anything. Okay, there's no need to think in these terms because uh, there's always something that you can do, eating slowly and mindfully. I've, I, I will find it harder. Um, this, this works well, really well for people who want to lose weight without counting calories. It's stop eating until you're 80% full. But here is the challenge when you eat more whole and minimally processed food, one, it's easier. Okay, to recognize when you're 80% full. And two, um, it's really difficult to overeat uh, when calories uh, when you stop eating at 80% full when you eat whole and minimally processed food. But it's actually quite easy to do that uh, when uh, you are eating more processed food. So say that you eat mainly processed food and you stop eating until you're 80% full, full. And you actually eat quite fast. Well, the reality is that you might eat a lot of calories and still feel like you're 80% full. This is me eating salted peanuts. I can eat 3,000 calories of, sal of salted peanuts and still not feel full, 80, not even 60%. So some foods have the potential for making us overeat them. We talk about it. The processed food in particular have a lot of potential for overeating. So, you know, this might play against you. So if you want to um, eat slowly and mindfully, feel free to try that. When it comes to eating until 80% full, consider that, uh, um, you know, you might really need to play with your satiety to have uh, a good idea of the 80% and 
making sure that the 80% is actually 80% of uh, your real hunger and not your psychological hunger. Um, but uh, one thing that you can do is, uh, hey, say that you want to eat until you're 80% full, you can, might still try to eat first your protein, first the vegetables, and then play a lot with your water. Stay hydrated because... Uh, even if you eat a lot, if you fill your stomach with a lot of water, it can really trigger your satiety. So there is volume of water in your stomach, and now you don't feel the urge to overeat, and there is no anxiety because you can try everything. But actually, if you ask yourself how you feel, you don't really feel like eating more than this. So even if certain foods to your eyes might feel like really empty, like you'll be able to make better decisions. And this is the last message that I have for you. It's uh, keep in mind that you are always in control over Christmas. You can make decisions. You can, uh, you're an adult and, uh, um, you know, you can decide in any moment, okay? Even if you feel under pressure that someone wants you to try something, um, you can try, okay? You don't have to eat a lot of it. This is the challenge that I personally have with uh, uh, someone in my family. Uh, that uh, she likes to cook, she likes to make a lot of delicious food, and sometimes she's a little bit pressured to get uh, people to eat that, uh, because of course she put a lot of effort and uh, she knows that uh, actually they enjoy it, but also like there are a lot of calories, so uh, everyone is like kind of, uh, I'm okay with that fourth portion of tiramisu, you know what I mean? So <laughs> the <laughs> sometimes it might be more challenging, okay? But sometimes you can be a little bit like a wine taster, you can taste it and say, that's very good. That's better than the last year. Did you change the recipe? You need to send me that recipe. And that uh, that is okay. Okay, you, you can do that as well. Um, cool. So, hey, make sure that you head over the show notes, download the free holiday survival kit, and let me know what you think. Like, I'm really keen to understand your opinion. And if you're wondering, it's me sending those emails. So I write every single email that goes out personally. So when I send you a, an email with a question or like, a, yeah, a direct opinion, like, feel free to answer directly to that email. I read every single one of them. All right, guys, from Coach Francesco, that's everything. Um, and uh, we'll talk in the next uh, show. Ciao, ciao.